Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I remember, um, can you hear me in there, Cody, too? You know, you don't have your earpiece. Yeah. Um, I remember for years, my, my wife, my wife and I, we, we based out of a, a church just outside of Cincinnati. And we traveled out of there for years, and there was a powerful intercessory prayer room. And really, it was our, it was our favorite place to be on that campus. It was a mighty, mighty, mighty place. And you would walk in that prayer room, and, and much like our prayer room, when you walk in, there's people praying with power and fire and strength. Um, if, you, if you would have been here in the prayer meeting before this meeting started, uh, wow. Fire. I didn't want that meeting to end to even kind of come over here, <laughs> honestly. But we had to transition. But for many years, um, the intercessory prayer room of that campus, that church, it was the furnace. It was the furnace of the presence of God where you wanted to be. It was our favorite place just to, just to hang in the presence of God and linger and stay. And there was such power because of the, the, the release of intercession, prayer out of that room corporately. It was heavenly. But then there were times where it just seemed like Holy Spirit just rush in so beautifully upon us and that sweet stillness and the silence would just permeate the entire atmosphere. Everyone would be still. I, I could still hear our pastor at that time just instructing from time to time, depending on how many people were in that room, he would just say quietly, don't let this stillness make you nervous. Don't let the stillness bother you. You don't have to do anything. Just soak in it and enjoy it. It was good instructions, good pastoring. It was good leadership. It's really important that as the Holy Spirit moves throughout our body like this, that we, we learn how to receive and learn how to drink of the Lord. It's important because sometimes um, we can kind of coast into neutral and let our minds just begin to check out. You know, you can be sitting in here, and, but in your mind you're actually going through the drive through in Arby's. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's so important that, just as Sandra gave that word about alignment, the alignment of heaven and the alignment of earth, the alignment of heaven, the alignment of earth, that there's, there's an irrevocable link between heaven and earth with the Father and His sons and daughters. Holy Spirit can do more in 30 seconds than we can do in 30 years. It's true. 
the Holy Spirit can do more in 30 seconds than we can do in 30 years. He can accomplish things suddenly. He can accomplish things suddenly. This is Pentecost weekend where they were gathered in an upper room in Zion, in Jerusalem, and they were waiting patiently for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And suddenly, there was a sound from heaven. There was a sound that entered into the city of Jerusalem. See, when we read this, we're stuck to a text. We're stuck to these words that there was, there was a sound, but it actually, it says it was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were gathered and tongues of cloven fire came down upon them, and they began to speak in heavenly tongues as they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, we're not just romanticizing history right now. This, this same Jesus, he, He's the same yesterday, today, forever. He wants to rush in a city with the sound of heaven. He wants to rush upon our city with the sound of heaven. He wants to let His Spirit rest on us and baptize us again with fire in the Holy Ghost. It says, and suddenly, suddenly, the Holy Spirit... Suddenly, the Holy Spirit came upon them. The Holy Spirit can accomplish more in 30 seconds than we can in 30 minutes, 300 years, 3,000 years. That's why it's, it's important that we learn how to mature in our sensitivity to the presence of God. I want to say that again. It's important that we learn how to grow in maturity to the presence of God. It's about awareness. It's about being awakened. It's about being spiritually awakened and your awareness of the presence. And then you treat it holy and sacred. One of my favorite authors, A.W. Tozer, he would say, when we go to church... We're not going to be entertained. We're going to actually encounter and experience the high and holy presence of Almighty God. We're not here to be entertained. I'm not an entertainer. I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm not an entertainer. And God never comes to entertain. He comes to fill. He comes to intoxicate. <laughs> he comes to intoxicate. <laughs> and on that day of Pentecost, it says that they were so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. Remember, we're not, we're, we're not romanticizing just a historical aspect of the Scriptures. This is our family we're talking about. This is what we're living in. They were so overcome by the Holy Spirit, so overtaken by the Holy Spirit that Peter 
had to stand up amongst the city gathering. How did the, how did the city gather? I'll tell you how. The city heard the sound. The city heard the sound. They were in the midst of a great feast. And the city heard the sound. And then people were pouring out of the upper room. They were pouring out of the upper room. And the city was gasping at the, at the result or the, let's say, the effect of the Holy Spirit coming upon this 120 in an upper room. The effects of the Holy Spirit made the people, this is Acts 2, it made the people in Jerusalem believe these people were lit, ripped, drunk. Wow. This is Bible. The people were watching and they were blown away by the effect of the Holy Spirit. See, it's amazing. If we see someone in a service standing and weeping before the Lord, we say to ourselves, the Spirit of God must truly be on that person. But if someone in this room were to be overwhelmingly lit by the Holy Spirit, caught aflame to where they become like a drunken man or a drunken woman, some would say, uh, there's something wrong with that person. But Peter, the apostle, stood up in boldness now in power, being filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, oh, no, 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 no. These men, they're not drunk as you suppose. Be it, it's only the third hour of the day, but this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. Actually, what you're seeing is a prophecy being fulfilled. God is now pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. There's a dream in this house. There's a vision in this house that the Lord birthed. It's not Brian's. The Lord birthed it that He would come in such a way upon us that it's unexplainable. That it's unexplainable. That, that God so kissed us and was so gracious to us because it's not that we deserve it, because we don't, but it's only by the grace of God. It's just like for it's the grace of God that we get saved, Ephesians 2.8. For it's by grace that you're saved through faith. And not of yourselves. It's a gift from God. It's what grace is. What we're believing for because God fed us and made us believe. What we're believing for is what God said over us so we say it back to Him. That's what, that's what real intercession is. That we hear him saying it, and so we say it back to him. And there becomes that irrevocable link of agreement, of coming into alignment, coming into agreement that he wants to pour out his spirit on us in such a way that it takes our breath away, that we gasp and we marvel. We marvel. This is not just for... 2,000 years ago in the upper room of Jerusalem. I have a memory. And it was in July of 1994. 
July of 1994, I was in Louisville, Kentucky. I was serving a revivalist at the time. We had about 22,000 people in the meeting. The Holy Spirit was being poured out in such a way, it was breathtaking. People were being caught up in encounters with the Lord. People were running, spinning in circles for hours. Some of you couldn't spin in a circle for two minutes. You'd just fall straight out. I watched people. Got to get that mic. I watched people spin in circles, caught up at the wonder of Jesus. At the wonder of Jesus. Spin for hours. It's physically impossible. Can't do that. Because of the wonder of God. I saw the Holy Spirit poured out in intoxication, intoxication, where thousands of people were overcome and overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord, where they were on the floor, vibrating, shaking under the power, being filled with the Holy Spirit. People were drunk in the Spirit. They were drunk in this. This is your this is Bible. This is 1994 July. It's still Bible. You understand? It was Pentecost. It was fire. It was river. It was fire. It was river. When we broke from the morning session, this is not an exaggeration. When we broke for our afternoon session. I stood in the lobby of the Louisville Civic Center. And for hours, I was out there by our book table watching thousands of people, not hundreds, thousands, trying to come out of the building, and many of them were crawling. They crawled, they walked, they staggered like drunken people. This is not an exaggeration. It's holy. It's holy. They were hanging on the light, light poles. They were hanging on to vehicles. Cops on horseback had to shut down lower Louisville, Kentucky. Because there were bodies laying out in the streets. Bodies laying over cars. People laughing. People speaking in tongues. People inebriated by the Holy Spirit. It'll change your worldview when you have an experience like this at 20 years of age. That's where I was. I was a 20-year-old young man watching God pour out His Spirit. It changed me. It changed my appetite for what I wanted in life. It changed my hunger. It changed what I thought was possible and what I thought was impossible. Because you can read Acts chapter 2. You can read Pentecost. But then when you experience the tangibility of the glory of the Lord, it changes you. 
It's just a snapshot. I could talk about that the rest of the night. It's just a snapshot. But the Lord desires to pour out of His Spirit upon us here and now. Here and now. Fire on this house. Fire resting on this house. Fire coming on us as individuals where people marvel. They, they, they marvel what God is doing amongst a family where there's such a level and a dimension of the holiness of God. I'm talking about something pure. I'm not talking about phoniness. I'm not talking about flesh. I'm talking about something holy, pure, that can only come from heaven. I'm hungry for that. I sense the holiness of God in this meeting. Oh, I sense the holiness of the Lord in this meeting. And the beauty and the sweetness of the communion of the Holy Spirit is amongst us. Is amongst us. Can I pray? Can I, can I just pray for a while? Can I, can I do that? Would you just put your hands out in front of you? Oh, kotai shatai Baptize us with fire, Lord. Baptize us with fire. Baptize us and immerse us in the power of your love, Lord. Let your intoxicating love overtake our lives. Show us what is possible, Lord. Show us what is deep in the heart of the Father, Holy Spirit. You search the deep things in the Father's heart, Holy Spirit. You search, you, you go deep diving into those realms of the Father's heart for His dreams for this people, for this region, for this city, for us, for this family, oh God. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, take those dreams and let them wash over us like the mighty ocean of the Gulf of Mexico. Let that holy, holy, holy presence wash over us. Come and take over, Lord. Are you in agreement with that prayer? Come and take over, Lord. I was laying on the floor about a half an hour ago in this meeting, and I, I told the Holy Spirit, you're in charge tonight. <laughs> you're in charge. You, you hold the reins. Brian doesn't hold the reins. You hold the reins. Yeah. Holy Spirit, fill Fill us with a fresh baptism of fire. Is that your prayer tonight? Would you make that your prayer? Just make it your prayer. Holy Spirit, baptize me afresh with fire. Fire from heaven. The holiness of your presence. Baptize me in fire. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Set me apart from the world. Set me apart unto you, consecrated unto you 
fully set apart for you, God, in my generation. In Jesus' name. I'm just praying in the Spirit. I'm not, I'm not speaking in the Spirit for, for an interpretation. I'm just praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you rest on us. You rest on this family. experiential revelation come upon this house of what it means to be intoxicated with you. Let an experiential revelation in this house. May we learn what it means to be overcome, overcome by you, overtaken, overshadowed by you. I know, Lord, I'm asking big prayers, but you're the one who desires this. You desire to canopy. You desire to tabernacle amongst us. You desire to release Pentecost over us. Oh, Lord God. Fire from heaven. Fire in our bellies. Fire in our souls, fire in our heart, fire in our eyes, fire in our words, fire in our mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. when it gets quiet. It's good for you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The fire of your love, Lord, capture our lives tonight. The fire of your love, captivate our lives tonight. If the fire of God's love captures some lives tonight, your dreams will completely change. Your desires, your aspirations, your goals be completely changed. Holy Spirit, envelop us tonight. Envelop us. I remember the first time I got drunk in the Holy Spirit. I was in Washington, D.C. <laughs> of all places. <laughs> it was February 1994. I remember a night specifically, there was thousands of people in our meeting and I remember I got so intoxicated with the Lord, so caught up in the Lord. 
that I just kind of lost track of where I was in the meeting. I had responsibilities that I had to do in the meeting, but I, I got so caught up in the Lord that I lost kind of track of where I was. And if we could roll the tape. Guys, are you ready with that tape? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if we, could, if we could fire up a DeLorean 88 miles per hour, fire that sucker up, I could take you back in time to February 1994 and, and younger, much younger Brian Gibbs. <laughs> 1994, I, I was in an, a large altar, <laughs> about five times the size of this altar. And I was before the Lord and worship had ended and my responsibilities on our worship team had ended and I had other responsibilities to do, but something happened where the Lord just lit me. He just lit me. And I just started worshiping him. I just started worshiping him. And I had my eyes closed. And I started dancing before the Lord. Just dancing before the Lord. My eyes were closed. And I was just dancing before the Lord. Now, I didn't know how long I danced. I actually danced for a couple hours. While the revivalist that I was serving was preaching. <laughs> and there were bodies all over the altar laying down. And somehow with my eyes closed, caught up in the Lord while I was dancing, I was dancing and jumping all over the top of bodies. It's a true story. I was just dancing and leaping. Oh, sorry, Sandra. Those heels, you got me. I was just jumping over the tops of bodies, dancing, whirling, spinning, caught up in the Lord. My eyes were closed. I was just caught up in the love of the Father, swirling and dancing. It was intoxicating. It was intoxicating. And I laughed and I laughed. I was so overflowing, so overflowing. I mean, could you imagine that sky tonight if the Holy Spirit came upon you in that way, in that fashion? No, no, no. <laughs> Sky's loving this. He's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> but again, people are okay with tears. And, you know, but I'm talking about when the Lord intoxicates you and you're caught up in the wonder of God. Listen. The Lord wants to tutor us as a family how to live in the glory. He wants to tutor us. Listen, the world already hates you. Stop trying to please them. If you would celebrate what they celebrate, they would treat you as one of their own. They would take you in as family, Jesus said. If you, if you would just celebrate what the world celebrates, the world would take you and they would claim you as their own. They would throw a party for you, treat you as one of, oh yes, as long as you endorse what they wish. Stop all that madness. They already hate you. Indulge yourself in the Lord and go deeper into his presence.
I remember that night they dubbed me in Washington, D.C., the chicken man dance. The chicken man dance. I don't know how it looked, but they said I, I looked like a chicken dancing. <laughs> we baptized about 3,000 people in that meeting. <laughs> I remember pulling bodies out of the pool. I'm talking about Pentecost tonight. I remember pulling bodies out of the pool and people looking like fish that had been caught out of a pond just flopping under the power and the presence of God. We had lined the whole church that sat thousands with, with plastic as a staff. We laid out plastic for bodies that we had to pull out of the swimming pool and lay them under the sweet, powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit. They're laying on the plastic like fish. Are you kids hearing this? This is what the Holy Spirit does. This is what the Holy Spirit does. I mean, the Holy Spirit's pretty exciting. <laughs> Dead religion's boring. The Holy Spirit's exhilarating. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is exhilarating. The fire of God is exhilarating. The intoxication of God is exhilarating. It'll change your life. It changed my life. It changed my life. <laughs> wasn't long after a few nights after I became chicken man that the revivalist that I was serving was he was asked to speak in the Pentagon and I remember going to the Pentagon on a cold February morning 1994 and seeing a packed auditorium there and him preaching a word that God loves America and the greatest awakening America's ever seen is coming is coming is coming I watched our government men weep. I, I watched them fully decorated with their hats and their hands. I watched them tears dropping off of their chins as the love of God permeated that room. All these years later, what I'm talking about is so alive in me. It's more alive than anything else in my life. It's more alive than anything else in my life. The dream that God wants to pour out His Spirit upon America in a way that we've never seen or dreamt or known before. So I say, God, here. Why not here? Amen? Why not here? Why not us? Why not now? Why not here? Why not here? You don't have to force anything to happen. You don't have to get nervous when we talk like this. Just enjoy this. Just enjoy this. Why not here? Why not, why not us? Why not now? Why not God put Sarasota on the map because of His presence? Because of His presence. Because of His glory. 
I say, let it be. I say, let it be, Lord. Let it be. A fresh Pentecost, Lord. A fresh Pentecost. My wife and I, I mean, we, we could tell some stories tonight. I See, every once in a while, you all don't know, but I look around the room sometimes looking for the cloud of God to actually manifest. I, I, what will it be like in a night where the Lord just absolutely covers this place in feathers? It's biblical. It's in the Psalms. <laughs> he will cover you with his feathers. I remember when Bill Johnson said, I, I didn't know we could take that one literal. <laughs> I've been texting with Bill this afternoon, and he's in agreement with us for Lois Cable's miracle, too. God is good. He's so good. He's so good. Are you hungry tonight? He's feeding you. Are you thirsty tonight? He's giving you drink. He's good. His presence is here. His presence is really here. Thank you, Lord. You know, the presence of God is not hype. The presence of God is not adrenaline. I've, I've been in meetings where there's light shows and fog machines, and, and, I, and I, mean, I mean the band is... Are you with me? And there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, people are sweating and fog machines are going and light machines. I mean, but you can go to a nightclub and get that. The Holy Spirit, he's not hype. He's not gimmicks. He's not gimmicks. He's not tricks. He's not adrenalizing people. He comes and he fills he comes and he transforms. See, you think you're looking at me right now. In virtual reality, you just think what is going on in this room is you're just sitting in that chair looking at me. That's not what's happening. There's actually more in the spiritual dimension and the unseen realm that the Holy Spirit is doing in these meetings. And you might actually catch up with the effect of what is happening tonight a few days from now. And then it might just kind of hit you. <laughs> and you go, oh, that actually changed about my life. Oh my gosh, that, wow. I, I was having anxieties. I was having anxiety attacks and panic uh, uh, about this and about that. Uh, 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 oh my gosh, I, I was having irrational fears and, and uncertainty about this or this, are you hearing me? And then you realize, you suddenly realize your spirit is totally calm and at peace. And you're in actual union and alignment with the Holy Spirit. And it's been totally flushed out. It's because that's what happens in the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's good news.
It's good news. You all are thinking, man, Brian's gonna, he's gonna try to preach now. I, I can see he's got notes up there in the Bible. I just preached. I just, I just preached. <laughs> I just preached. <laughs> I didn't preach the message I prepared. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I want to do something I've never done before. If you want my notes tonight, I want you to Facebook me. Would you do that? I'll just, just give me your email address, and I'll send you all of my notes. Because I was going to preach a message tonight from Mount, Mount Sinai to Mount Zion. The revelation of grace and truth in Pentecost. It is a revelatory powerhouse message. I'll send you the notes. I'll send you all the notes. And then you can go deep sea diving. How's that? Just hit me on Facebook. Hey, Brian, here's my email address. I'll, I'll email you the notes tonight. We stay up late at the Gibbs house, don't we? Well, sometimes. <laughs> Prince like, oh, my God, how long are we going to stay up tonight? <laughs> how long do we have to stay up tonight? Oh, dear Jesus, people are still... People are watching live and sending their email till four in the morning. <laughs> that happened. That has happened a few times. <laughs> anyway, well, how about this? How, how about we just give the Lord praise one more time? Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.